Hey everybody, I am back. Well, kind of, sort of. <laughs> but um, welcome back to Young Survivor, Young Thriver. I've been away for some time and um, I needed to take a step back. And um, it wasn't anything that I had planned to do. It's something that I needed to do. But there's this saying where, um, and it's, it's used in several different settings, but I'll apply it to this one. I want to make sure that in whatever I do with regards to this um, avenue that I am in, that I'm called to, <clears throat> that I share from my wounds. Uh, I mean, I share from my scars, not from my wounds. Um, what does that mean? Um, when we think about a wound, a wound is something that's open. Um, it's fresh, or even if it's not fresh, it could be an old wound that hasn't quite healed yet. And so when we share or when we, um, if it's like a minister, if they preach, if it's someone that is speaking, if it's someone that is teaching, if it's someone that is mentoring, um, whatever role you're in, if you are an influencer, um, and I don't mean like social media influencer, but if you have influence over anyone, and most people have influence over somebody, there's someone that looks up to you. There's someone who um, aspires to be where you are or um, attain what you have in some regard. And um, plug here, give yourself credit. Um, you may not have accomplished what someone else may have accomplished, but you've done something and that something is worth honoring and celebrating. So whatever your something is, I want to take a pause and a moment to celebrate you because it's worth celebrating. And a lot of times we look so far into the future of what we don't have or what we have not attained when we discredit what we have attained. So um, I just want to take a moment and plug in and say um, kudos to you. All right. But so going back, so um, when, when, when we've gone through things in life, a lot of times we may um, share with people our life and our experiences or mentor or whatever the case may be from our wounds and those wounds haven't healed. And what we risk the chance of um, is bleeding onto people. And what I mean by bleeding onto people is that um, we're sharing from pain and we're sharing from a place where we will unintentionally um, do more harm than good. And we may um, look to those people for answers and solutions and to be things in our life that they weren't called to be. Um, and there's nothing wrong with sharing things as you go through them because there's a place for that. And I did do some of that in the first, I'm going to say season <laughs> of the podcast, and we're just going to call this season two, episode one. But um, yeah, so I did that, but there were some things that that hit me so hard and I had to do some healing before I could really speak onto into and onto those things because I want to make sure that everything that I'm sharing and everything that I'm giving is um 
from a pure place, you know, and from a, um, a place of where I just don't want to burden anybody with what I'm going through. Um, I have a very close circle that we support each other in those really, really hard moments. Um, but that's not for the general public. My pastor actually said something um, the other day, which was, I mean, Sunday, which was amazing. And he was saying that when he gets up there and like when he, when he ministers or, or shares the word, that he doesn't talk about things that go on in his personal life, because that's not the place for that. And the, the pulpit is not a, or the platform is not a safe space to deal with emotions. Those are things that are dealt with in private. Those are things that are dealt with, with your, um, your inner circle. Those are things that are dealt with, with the people that are closest to you, your tribe, um, and your therapist, (laughs) because I do not believe that your friends should double as your therapist. We need trained professionals who are there and who can help assist us in those moments where we are transition, I mean, where we're just dealing with stuff. Um, and so even with some things I have not shared, um, fully, they knew about it, but I haven't shared fully with my inner circle. Um, well, I didn't at that time I have now, but just because I didn't want to bleed on them and everybody has life going on. I don't care whether we looking around, we're small, smiling, we're, you know, out here just looking like we're living our best life. We are all dealing with something in some regard, whether we've ignored it, suppressed it, whatever the case may be, but we all have stuff, right? And so you just want to make sure that you're not putting your stuff onto other people. Um, But anyway, saying all that to say, so I, leading from your, or influence or speaking, sharing whatever from your scars and not from your womb. So I had some wounds, um, y'all, I had a, a lot of them. And so Um, I'm in a place now where some have healed, some are healing and some are still pretty fresh. And I remember being in a place where I felt like I had to put on, um, because everyone was just used to me being okay. Um, I even remember when like I would be going through things and this was like in high school and college and even into adulthood where I will be going through things that people were like, not faith. No, no, not you. You don't deal with that kind of stuff, girl. You have, you have it together. You always have it together. And so for me, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. I do have it together. I have to have it together. People need me to have it together. I can't not have it together as if the whole world would crumble if I didn't have it together. And when the truth is, if we were to close our eyes, and this goes for anybody, if you, you, me, us, we were to close our eyes at this second, the world will go on. And everyone that pulled on you for stuff would just find somebody else to pull on. They'll find somebody else to pull from. They'll find, you know, someone else. So um, saying all that to say, there are some things that I'm ready to share um, from my scars um, because they, they've they healed. Um, and then there are some wounds that are healing Um, but you know, it's almost like, like if you cut yourself, um, your body pretty much heals like from the inside out. So if you have a scar, a wound in your arm, it's going to heal. Um, there's this surface level, right. That kind of closes off to keep, um, 
the outside elements from getting inside and infecting it. But until that happens, we cover it, right? We cover it. We put a Band-Aid on it. You go to the hospital, something happens. They bandage it. They cover it to make sure that they're keeping the outside elements. And so that's one of the stages of healing, right? You keep the outside elements out um, to facilitate healing. But then once that kind of top layer kind of forms, um, under the surface, there are things your cells are regenerating and doing things to help that wound to heal, heal. And so it, it happens from the surface level, the innermost tissues, they, they start dividing and, 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 and connecting again to where it just starts to heal again from the inside going to the outer surface. But then as we also know with some wounds, um, and with some 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 damages that we may have, it may look okay on the outside, but if you touch it, it's still a little bit tender, you know. And so it still may require some form of you know protection, um, just to make sure that we're not bumping up against it, you know, and things like that. And so there are some things that I'm going to share from um, things that are healing, but it's it's closed up, so the outside elements can't too much get to it. But um, on the inside, there's still some work that's being done. And then there are some open wounds that, you know, um, I'll share if and when the time comes. <laughs> and if and when doesn't mean that it won't heal. But, you know, um, we just have to be judicious in, in some of the things that we do. Um, yeah. So saying all that to say, um the last time that I um, recorded, it was in May, and I shared a couple of things um, that was kind of on the heels of, um, I think before that, I, the last episode I had done was in March. And so where were we? Um, I talked about a couple of things. One of them was um, how I had been feeling. And at that moment, I felt that I was feeling, I shared rather, that I was feeling pretty overwhelmed. Um, I felt this notion to play catch up because there's so much that I had missed, um, going through chemo. There's so much that I missed going through, um, treatment and surgery and things like that. And I was just like, I'm, I'm behind. And I felt like I needed to, um, put the pedal to the metal and just go. And that's kind of what my natural, um, state is. If I just lift it up to me and my being, I am a goer. Um, I go, 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 go. And so I have to be really intentional on, on taking rest and to slow down. And so, um, at that point, again, I was feeling really, really overwhelmed, um, because I was just like, there's so much that I need to do. There's so much that I need to, um, to, to catch up on, um, just life stuff. Right. And so then another thing that I had shared was, um, this whole thing of trust and kind of where I was with my faith and with my trust. And I was saying that, oh, you know, it's not that I didn't trust God. Um, I just felt like I had to have a contingency plan, um, just in case whatever God's plan was, I didn't like. And so, um, there've been a lot of things that I've gone through and this is not blaming God in the least bit, but there are a lot of things that I've gone through where I'm just like, Lord, how could you, um, well, part of it, yes, not, let me not even try to fix that. Like, how could you allow this to happen? Um, and not that he did it, but like, 
don't you feel like that's something you should have protected me from? Um, and then some of it was like, okay, well, Lord, um, I see on the other side, what, what the outcome of this can be, will be. Um, and I see the benefits of it. I just don't want to go through what it's going to take to get there. So whereas you have this particular path and you're telling me to go down this path, I'd prefer not to. So I see a way that I can go through this or get to the end goal without having to do all the things that you're telling me to do. So let me just do it that way. What does all of that say? I don't trust, (laughs) you know, um, in my mind, what I was, what I was telling myself is that, Lord, I don't, I don't not trust you. I just don't trust like the, I don't, I don't agree with the plan. (laughs) That sounds so like me, (laughs) but in the truth of the matter is that it really was a lack of trust. Um, I just didn't, I didn't believe that his way was the best way. And so, um, yeah, I just would kind of forge my own path and then, um, end up right back where I should have been <laughs> from the beginning. And so here we are. Right. But anyway, um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking back because the place that I'm in now, and I'll share a little bit about that. I don't know if we'll get to it in this episode or the next one, but I really can sit back and laugh like faith, like what in the entire heck were you like doing? What were you doing? What were you thinking? Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that I can sit back and laugh now because there was a time and place where your girl was not laughing. When I say I was crying, it was like, forget Justin Timberlake, cry me a river. I'm like, um, <laughs> cry me a ocean. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, so here we are. So one thing that I had, um, one of the wounds, I guess, um, that are now scars that I feel like I can safely share from is this whole surgery piece. So that was something that was really, really hard, um, for me. Um, some of the things that happened and, um, also radiation. I shared a little bit about that. I think, I don't know if I got fully into it, but I'll touch on that a little bit. So, Let's talk about this surgery piece and how was that? So um, there were a lot of thoughts around um, me having surgery. I had already decided that I wanted to do a double mastectomy um, just because um, I'll share a few reasons why. Um, One, my thought um, was that if there's no more breast tissue, then that decreases the chances of anything coming back. Um, and it was just my part. Of course, there's faith and that plays into it. That's a huge part of it. But also um, the natural part that I felt that I should have done was um, to just go ahead and get both of them removed. Um, now, was that an easy decision? Yes and no. The easy part of the decision was um, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. But with any decision and things that we go through in life, there's loss associated with it. And I had to um, start processing some of that loss. And one of them was that I knew that I wanted more children. And I'm a doula as well, in, a, um, in addition to being a 
physician, physician assistant. And so um, I'm a strong advocate for breastfeeding. Um, I do believe that breast is best. There are plenty of beautiful, strong, healthy, formula-fed babies, but that's just where I am. And so that's kind of what I believe. Um, and so that was something that I had to cope with. And so one of the thoughts was, well, Faith, get the left breast removed since that's where the cancer was. Um, keep the right breast, have kids, nurse. Um, then once you get done, have the right breast removed. And then that way you can, you know, so that was something that I kind of had to, I was torn between. Um, that's what I wanted to do, but, you know, ultimately, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I sound like I said that wrong. I settled on having both of them removed because um, it was like a risk benefit type thing. Um, but that was something that was really, really hard for me to to um, to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, um, I can put that kind of um, grieving the loss of ha being able to do that that process on the back burner. Um, that's not anything I have to deal with now because at that point I'm like having a child right now, is not even in the, on the radar right now we're getting through this, um, this cancer stuff. And so there we were. So, um, that was one thing. And then the other part that kind of solidified it is that, you know, having, um, another, still having the right breast, um, I still would have had to get mammograms and I'm like, you want to know what? Let's just cut all that out and um, I don't even have to deal with it no more. So no booby tissue, no tissue to smush and press on and and go back and wish, hope, pray that, you know, nothing is there. Um, and so those were two of the main factors that um, led me to make that choice to go ahead on and have a double mastectomy. So I did that. Um, and I ran into a lot of insurance issues. Um with doctors at that point, I was on Medicaid. And so um, one of the surgeons that I saw was amazing. Um, there was the first um, breast surgeon that I spoke with. She was absolutely amazing, but um, she wasn't fully knowledgeable on some of the insurance pieces, um, I'll say. And so um, she was telling me that, you know, insurance would only pay for the mastectomy. It would not pay or Medicaid only covered the mastectomy. It wouldn't cover the, um, reconstruction part and things like that. And so I later found out that that wasn't true. Um, you just had to get like a prior authorization type thing. So, um, going through all of that, um, I had to call several, she gave me a list of doctors to call um, um, breast sur or reconstructive surgeons rather that could possibly do the reconstruction. And those were people that she had worked with and also had privileges at the hospital that I was at. So I was like, cool. And so in the process of me calling these people, um, it was one of the most berating experiences I think I've had. One, one of the most, it wasn't the most berating, but it was doggone close to it. Um, I would call some, some doctors and they would say no, which I'm like, I understand, you know, cause they would have to do paperwork, get a prior authorization through Medicaid, Medicaid would approve and then boom, that would be the end of it. But the no's I were okay with, but it was some of the people who I called 
and I spoke with the people like at the front desk or either their billing for whoever the person was. And they were just like, oh, we don't do stuff like that. And it was almost like this, Ugh, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, you hear that one time and you're like, okay, you hear that again and you're just like, okay. And then after like the third or fourth time, you're just like, seriously, like this is what we're doing. And so I wasn't on Medicaid and there's nothing wrong. I'm grateful for, you know, having that option because I did have insurance, but I wasn't on Medicaid by choice. You know, um, I had been working and the job that I had was a very um, toxic work environment and people thought it were toxic out there, but this really was a very toxic and very unhealthy work environment. And I ended up leaving um, that job. Um, ultimately, I was giving an ultimatum and the option that they gave me to stay um, would have been career suicide. And I worked too hard to get my degree. So I was like, nope, not going to do that. I'll just walk away, um, bow out gracefully. But um, after that happened, I had, I, after that happened, I'm sorry, I, um, that's when I found out that I had breast cancer. And so my insurance had ended. So I had to get, you know, on Medicaid. And so um, going through all of that, you know, and in my mind, I was like, well, I'm not on Medicaid, you know, um, I'm on Medicaid for a specific reason. And I didn't have a problem with doing that. But my my thought went to what about those people who don't know what I know because of the experiences that I've had or also because of the access to resources and knowledge, you know, that I'm able to have, that I have, you know, friends in places that I can call and you know, get insight on, you know, my heart just went out because I started thinking about all of those people who didn't know that they had options, right? Um, or those people that didn't know that they could find another doctor or even for those that live in more rural areas. Like I live in Birmingham, Alabama, and it's not like, you know, a New York or a California or anything like that. However, it is one of um, the largest cities down here in Alabama, and there are multiple health systems. So I have, there's the UAB health system, there's the um, St. Vincent's has, then there's Brookwood, there are all these different um, health systems that I can go to. And then even within the health systems, there are hospitals, um, multiple hospitals. So again, I didn't get what I wanted at one facility. I was able to go to another facility and get the outcome that I desire. But what about people that are in, you know, more rural areas that don't have that option? They can't drive, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, three hours, catch a flight, whatever the case may be. And they're just kind of feeling like they're up crap creek without a paddle, you know, like, and, and my heart bled. And I, I mourned that I really did because, um, I really do care about people. And as I shared with y'all before, part of the main reasons that I got into into healthcare was because I wanted to um, not just help people, but help people to find and use their voice and let them know that, you know, um, you, you, most of the times, even when you're told that you don't, you do have options. And I just 
I don't know, that was really hard for me to kind of process, you know, um, one, going through it myself, but then two, knowing that there are other people that are going through it or that are going through it and that just settled on what someone told them or, you know, have people that really talk to them just like they're less than just because they're on Medicaid when they have no, um, no knowledge of why. Um, someone may be in a situation that they're in, you know, so anywho, I digress, but that, that was really hard. And I had to process that. Um, I'm not going to lie. It made me feel really, really low because mind you, this is also on the heels of me coming from a very, um, bad work situation. And so at that point I felt defeated and then it's like, you're adding this into the pile. And so it feels like more defeat. Um, and yeah, it it was it was a lot, y'all. I'm I can't even sit here in front. Like it was a whole lot. And so um what ended up happening is that I moved to a hospital that um did not have the breast surgeon that I wanted, but I got the plastic surgeon that I wanted, which was um amazing because I actually trained with her when I was in PA school and she's does amazing work and she's compassionate. Um, she's kind and I, I absolutely love her. So I said, well, you want to know what I'll, I'll, I can go with the breast surgeon that I want and not get reconstruction because I keep getting the brick wall or I can go to a breast surgeon that I don't know, but at least get the plastic surgeon that I want. So I was like, cool. That's the way that I chose. So then I get to this, um, other facility, um, this other health system, and I meet with this um, surgical oncologist, which is the doctor who is going to actually remove the breast um, tumor. Let me take a sip of water, y'all. I got dry mouth. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. So I get there. And this lady um, has a reputation. I found this out after the fact, but... Um, me going in again, I'm, I never, um, paint myself to know more than, um, more than what some other providers, um, who have been doing this for all of their life know, but also what I do not do is dismiss what I know. So I feel like we can hold space for both things to where I can respect your knowledge, but you can also respect mine. And so I had already know, I knew what the options were because again, I, um, trained at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. So I've seen this firsthand and not only have I seen it, I've done it, you know, firsthand. I've assisted on these surgeries with removing tumors and, and reconstruction and, and what all the options were. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, I had family that had gone through it. I had friends that had gone through it and, um, I just, I, I knew what I knew. And so when I went in to see this particular doctor, um, I saw her, nurse practitioner first, who was really nice. Um, and they were <clears throat> coming in saying that, oh, okay, so this is what we're going to do. And so I was like, oh, push pause. Like, oh, as my mentor says, oh, mm, yep, not going to work. And so um, I was like, mm, yeah, no, let's talk about it. And so then um, I said, okay, well, I hear what you're saying. Thank you for sharing. However, I know that there are more options and I would like to explore these. And it was just almost like the notion was, how dare you? Um, how, how, like, you have the audacity? And I'm just like, ooh, okay. 
Um, but at this point, it had taken me so long to get in and to get seen. I was like, I, I'm going to deal with it. Hindsight being 2020, I wish I would have um, waited and just saw somebody else. But here we are. So um, I am at about, I am just about at the recording max. So I'm going to put a pin in it right here and then we'll come back next week for episode two and I'll continue to talk about this surgery piece. Um, and I will continue to share what that process looked like. And then also, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just keep kind of walking through that journey a little bit. And then once we do that, we will get on to some other stuff. So um, thank you guys for being on this journey with me. Um, I hope that something that I'm saying will help to encourage, inspire, um, uplift you. Um, and I hope that, you know, yeah. That, I, that I'm fulfilling my purpose. Um, if you know anyone that can benefit from this, I would um, love it if you would share it with them. Um, if you have a support group, let them know about the podcast. Um, I'm here. <laughs> um, email me, youngsurvivor, youngthriver at gmail.com and on Instagram. Um, it is young survivor, young thriver. Um, I have a lot of stuff that I'm going to share with you guys and I hope that you guys stay along for the journey. Um, cause it's going to get real juicy <laughs> it's going to get real good. So until next time y'all peace and love and many blessings to you. All right.